welcome to the Get Cozy Podcast, where we talk all about the coziest of book genres, the cozy mystery. I'm your host, Christy Meyer, and I'll be bringing you author interviews and keeping you up to date on all the hottest cozy mystery releases. We'll be diving into the latest episode after these quick messages. So grab yourself a cup of your favorite hot beverage and let's get cozy. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, hello, my cozy friends. Welcome to another episode of Get Cozy Podcast. I hope that you are all having a wonderful day so far. I'm so thrilled to have you here with us today because we've got another exciting episode planned for you. Today we have Lisa Seifert, the USA Today bestselling author of the Frosted Misfortunes Mysteries joining us. Lisa also has a brand new paranormal cozy story that just came out called The Witch Wears Prada, which I had so much fun reading and I'm so excited to chat about it. So welcome to the show, Lisa. Thanks. I'm super excited to be here. Just meet another person who loves talking about cozies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Cozies and paranormal cozies, which you really are the one who introduced me to. So I'm really excited. Wow. (laughs) Great. Yeah. So like we mentioned, we're going to be chatting about paranormal cozies today, as well as cats, indie publishing, and book clubs. But before we dive into all of that, Lisa, do you want to just kick us off by telling our listeners a bit about your books? Sure. So I really created this entire series because I love my cat so much, and I also love cupcakes. Maybe not in that order, but (laughs) I really just want to make a book about Lucky, my cute little Abyssinian, and I wanted him to be perfect. So he's not so perfect in real life, right? He doesn't listen to my commands. He doesn't <laughs> listen to any requests, but in the book, he's totally adorable and does everything and listens to Ava. Um, and then for the, so I wrote three books and then the fourth book was supposed to be just a fun Halloween novella uh, because I wanted it to be spooky, but not like crazy scary and just kind of fun with some magical elements, which I feel like is always okay during Halloween. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I have to say that I absolutely love that your series was inspired by your cat because we used to have an Abyssinian and they are just like the the most special, adorable, loving little cats in the world. They're kind of like a puppy, but in the body of a cat, they're like, they're just the yes. coolest. Yes, they're super cute. And they have those cute little faces and, mm-hmm. and plus they stay small. I yeah. like before I had lucky, I had a miniature pincher. So oh, I wow. apparently like animals that are just tiny. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think our Abyssinian, uh, like the most he ever weighed was four pounds. Like he was just teeny tiny. And then um, I have always had like weenie dogs. So I also love the, <laughs> the tiny animals. They're just cute yes. and cuddly. And you can carry them around in your purse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As long as they're they're willing. The Abyssinian was. None of my other animals have wanted to leave the house or be in the car, but Abyssinians. So great. Home buddies. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, the Witchwares Prada is your latest story, and it's sort of a spinoff of your Frosted Misfortunes mysteries. And I really enjoyed reading Sakara's story. So what inspired you to like change things up and write this story as a paranormal cozy? Well, honestly, I was told it had to be paranormal. So okay. <laughs> I was writing for Whiskered Mysteries and they wanted to put out a Halloween anthology and the rule was it should have a black cat and she said there should be some magic in it. Um, and so I had been hinting for the first three books that her cousin Sakara was missing and I didn't really give any clues or really answer that question. And so I thought this would be a great way to kind of introduce her as someone real because it's kind of annoying when you're like, okay, is anyone going to tell me what's happening to this character? <laughs> um, and so that's where the inspiration to write Sakara's story from her point of view came from. Okay, that's so neat. Um, and so Whiskered Mysteries, it's kind of like a, is it a hybrid publishing house or is it like a traditional publishing house? No, it's a, it's an indie house. So an it started indie house. by my okay. friend, Melissa. She writes under the name Molly Fitz for Cozies and she's Melissa Storm for her romances. And she discovered Cozies one day and just started writing them. And we had been friends um, from something else. And she's like, hey, do you want to write for me? And I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> so wow. um, that's kind of how that came about. But she recently sold Whiskered Mysteries to another author, um, another cozy mystery author. And so uh, it's still indie, but at least somebody else is kind of like running it and taking care of ads. And mm -hmm. so that does help. Okay, that's really cool. And it's kind of fun to get to work with author like other authors. So it's not just you alone writing all the time. Yeah, it's really great because we all share the same world. So mm -hmm. I mentioned the Little Dog Diner, which my friend Emmy Lynn writes, and my okay. character always goes to dinner there. I actually put some of Molly's characters in to my books because um, she is a talking cat. And yeah, so it's just kind of nice when you can kind of share different elements and help cross promote each other's books. Yeah, that's awesome. I had no idea that there were like other authors writing in the same world that you were. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, the world is just a fictitious uh, county in Maine, which is called Blueberry Bay. And so then we each have our own like cities uh -huh. inside of there. Okay, that's so cool. And I have to say that I really enjoyed Sakara's cat, who is funnily enough named Werewolf. And like we already mentioned, Lucky from your Frosted Misfortunes Mysteries is inspired by your own cat. So is Werewolf also inspired by any cats that you know? Um, Werewolf is inspired mainly by just that snarky kind of like misconception. I think people have them all cats. They're yeah. like, oh, if this cat could talk, it would be so obnoxious and like insulting and, um, but kind of like a dry humor. So that's where that came from. Cause I was not always a cat person. Uh -huh. I pretty much thought all cats were like werewolf. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, not, not our, uh, Abyssinian that we had, but werewolf's dialogue throughout the book. I was like, this sounds like how I imagine our current cat would sound if she could talk and I'm kind of glad she can't. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I thought the witch wears Prada was just such a fun story. So can we readers expect any more installments in Sakara's story in the future? That's a great question. I have been thinking about that because I'm already halfway through. Well, I'm done. I just have to edit it. The fourth book in the Frosted Misfortune series. Um, I, I put Sakara in there 
um, sort of as her sidekick. I don't know if she's strong hmm. enough to kind of sit on her own for a whole new series. So I'm just going to kind of keep weaving her into the Frosted Misfortunes and see if anyone really wants her to have her own series. Uh-huh. Well, I would definitely love to read a Sakara series, but I'm excited to see her in the Frosted Misfortunes mysteries too. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she plus she brings the element of the talking cat into the <laughs> yeah. series. And it's kind of fun that since werewolf can talk, we can then also kind of see into Lucky's head as well, which is just so cute. He's so adorable. Yes. Yes, I made him basically what I want my dream cat to think all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, just such a little sweetheart. Mm-hmm. So sure. uh, let's shift gears for just a second and also chat about your work over on YouTube because I've been a fan of your channel for quite a while now and I was so excited to see the Paracozy Book Club make a comeback. So can you tell our listeners about the book club and how they can participate? Sure. So book club is totally free. Um, and so Courtney, uh, who has her own YouTube channel under Cortagonist, um, we always just kind of been friends and she needed a co-host for Cozy Mystery Book Club. So we did the Cozy Escape Book Club, uh, which was her idea and her brainchild. And then I was like, you know, I'd really like to talk because we only did like one magical book a year. And I was like, you know, I'd love to just have its own standalone magical book yeah. club. And so that's where Paracosies came out. So we were running both of them together. Uh, and then of course it just became too much. So I had to like take a step back at the end of last year. And so we just revived it uh, recently. And so it's super easy to join. There's a Facebook group. And also we post in between there, just chatting with each other. And then every month you get a selection of like five or six new books to pick for the following month. So everybody who's a member gets to pick. So I never just come in and I'm like, we're going to read this. It's always a book club on what you want to read. Um, and so every book club meets virtually on YouTube during a live stream and we have book giveaways and yeah, we just chat about random stuff. <laughs> and it's so much fun. Uh, like I mentioned, you're the one that really introduced me to Paranormal Cozy. So I found so many books through the book club that I probably wouldn't have picked up on my own. So I really enjoy that. And I just think it's so fun. Like I can't usually make it to the live shows, but I like to watch them afterwards and just see what other readers thought about the books as well. And just kind of like it, it deepens my reading experience when I can get somebody else's perspective. Yes. Well, and sometimes it's just fun to like, it's kind of like gossip, but harmless gossip because they're right. fake characters, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. I never thought about it that way, but it's yes. so true. Yeah, because I mean, are you hurting somebody's feelings when you talk about a fictional character? <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which is kind of the fun thing about cozies too, right? So it's like the, the small community. <laughs> so it's kind of like the small community gossip. That's really funny. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, there I noticed that almost all indie books are... Um, are all paranormals are indie. Yeah. I don't see a lot of trad, but I did just see a couple come out recently. Um, so that was interesting. There's a talking corgi in one series from I think Berkeley. And then there was a, a Kensington has the series from Carol Perry with the, uh-huh. uh, Psychic. Um, and then Sophie Ryan's uh, Cats. I think those are from Berkeley too, uh, but it's hard to find those for trad it books. Is. And I just don't know why. Yeah, I know. I feel like sometimes traditional publishing gets like 
strange ideas about what readers want Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're they're not always on the mark so because so many of us love paranormal cozies they're so fun yeah and maybe it's better that way because indies can push out books faster versus Mm -hmm. like trad sometimes you have to wait a whole year yeah yeah i know i i don't know how indie authors produce as much as they do but it's so nice for us readers to have like so much content to consume all the time i love it Mm -hmm for sure. Yeah. yeah. I could read a book. Like it's funny because it takes authors like months or maybe even a year to write a book. And then it takes yeah. you like, a couple hours to done. <laughs> I know it's true. It's uh, the time investment is much different. <laughs> yes. So do you have a favorite book that you've read so far for the Paracozy book club? Um, I mean, I love them all. Probably my favorite author is Erin Johnson. Um, she has the Spelling the Tea series. Uh, she okay. has some psychic series. Um, but they're always like good reads with like characters that are totally uh, multidimensional and have other things going on. So, um, yeah. So that's probably like if you were starting out with cozies, I would say that's a good place to go. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I will definitely have to check out her books after we wrap up the show today. Her sound like a lot of fun. Yeah. And she was such a good sport when we did her book was picked. We actually invited her to be my co-host and talk with the readers. Yeah. Which is something we never do. Although I did preface it to everybody in the group. I'm like, the author's going to be here. So please be nice. Be nice. Yeah. (laughs) Like I understand sometimes we don't like things, but maybe just say it in a nice way. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. We, so I run a a book club here in Salt Lake and we have a ton of local authors here. Weirdly enough, Utah's like a big author state. Um, And so we would bring authors for a while and our members were like, can you invite them to come like not during our book club meetings so we can actually discuss the book? And I was like, oh yeah, because yeah, I understand you don't want to hurt the author's feelings, but you also want to have that opportunity to, like you said, kind of like gossip about the characters and spill the tea about the book. Yeah, for sure. I guess I feel confident because I know Aaron's books are good. So uh-huh. it's a very low likelihood that someone might say something negative. Um, exactly. So that always helps. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, I think it's very fun to chat with authors and to hear what authors have to say about their books. Like you get a richer experience by talking to anybody about a shared reading experience. But to hear from the author and like mm-hmm. learn more about what in- what went into the story and their process and more about the characters and community is just so fun. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely helps. I mean, because sometimes you just don't know, like for Sakara, I had just finished watching the entire series of Samantha Who. Uh-huh. It's like an old show, right? But it was during the pandemic trapped in COVID, right? I'm like, I don't know. I was yeah. like, oh, I'm just really influenced by the story. And I love the idea of like someone who has amnesia, but maybe was kind of evil in the past, but now they're a good person, but they, <laughs> they still have a little bit of edge to them. So that's where Sakara's character came from. Yeah, that makes sense. And she's just such a fun character. I really enjoyed reading from her. She's got so much personality like sometimes um in cozy's main characters are very very perfect you know what i mean so it's fun to have somebody that's more complex yeah for sure (laughs) so you also have another youtube channel called pretty fabulous designs that is really fun so do you want to tell us about the content that you're creating over there Sure. So I am a graphic designer, kind of, sort of, like 100% self-taught. So like, uh-huh. in case you're like, I don't know how to use Photoshop or InDesign, like, 
after I just taught myself and I knew absolutely nothing, right? Like I have an MBA, I have a history degree. Nobody even taught, taught me how to draw a line, right? So I think that it's there for one, two things. One, just to show people how easy it is to use in, in design and also for people who like creating planners. So I teach you everything you need to know about making them from scratch, getting them printed, making printables, making digital planners. So yeah, so that's all there on that channel. That's so cool. I um I think it's like kind of like relaxing to <laughs> to watch those videos. Um, and I have like no artistic talent, but it like inspires me to want to try to make a planner because I'm like very much about organization <laughs> and yeah. planning and things like that. So yeah, I mean, I have yet to me. It's like people that are like, I want to write a book. Everyone wants to write a book, and right. I feel like also everyone wants to make a planner, right? Like <laughs> I have never met anyone who hasn't like bought a planner and then been like, oh, I'm disappointed it doesn't have this or I wish it was laid out like that. Right. And so just being alive means that you have a planner idea. <laughs> yeah, I know. And we all have like, like you mentioned, like there's something specific that we want or don't want in the planners that we buy. There's always something that you just like don't quite like. So the idea of buying your own or creating your own sounds yeah, like really sure. cool. Totally. Yeah. So there are just so many reasons to choose either indie publishing or traditional publishing. And it is just like such a big decision for each author. So what inspired you to choose indie as your path? So full disclosure, I actually just got an agent. So oh, I congratulations. am trying to submit for trad. Uh -huh. um, but you know, when I first thought about writing cozies, I wanted a really good cover. And so Lou Harper is this amazing designer and she is not open to any new clients. However, Melissa was like, don't worry, I have an in with Lou Harper and I can get you whatever cover you want. Uh -huh. And so I don't know if that's the right decision, but it was, I wanted a cover from Lou Harper. And <laughs> I also trusted Melissa because I knew her and I knew that she would run the Facebook ads and do everything to make the book successful. And so that's kind of how I decided to go indie instead of trad. And then because those books did so well, um, my agent actually reached out to me and that's how I got an agent. So that's awesome. So yeah, like congratulations on your agent. First of all, that's a, a very hard thing to accomplish in the writing world is to get an agent. Um, and I, I do think it's so interesting that you chose it for the cover, which might kind of sound silly but you lose a certain amount of control right when you go the traditional publishing route and one of those things is getting to have feedback in your cover traditional authors don't always have that so i think that makes sense and your covers are so cute so thanks yeah yeah but then a part of me too i would love to so now i'd love to see my books in bookstores mm -hmm. which is mainly the reason i want to go trad um because yeah. i'd like also having a team right like a team mm -hmm. of editors and publicists and marketing people to like help you out um so that's kind of why my indie path was with whiskered mysteries instead of just totally on my own right yeah that makes sense that's really really cool so kind of like you mentioned with the team so the marketing that traditional publishing houses does makes it pretty easy for us readers to keep track of the books that are coming out um, and i i personally struggle a bit with keeping up with indie releases and i'm not always sure where to go to stay in the loop so do you have any recommendations for how readers can kind of keep up with what indie books are coming out well it's funny you should mention that because <laughs> on my website i do have a section called new releases um, and I update that every single month. Awesome. 
Well, perfect. I definitely am going to like go over there and scroll through and see which ones I need to add to my TBR. And I have to say that I think it's really neat that you're doing so much work to promote other authors and their books. Um, and like I said, you helped me discover so many books as a reader. So because I just really started reading cozies in 2020. So um, I was trying to figure out like what cozies are the right fit for me, which ones am I going to like? So like your YouTube channel really helped me figure out some of my favorite authors. Good. Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, I mean, I have two other, I obviously love YouTube, but I have another YouTube channel that I've since abandoned. It was a romance channel. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. um, and then I also, I still make videos for Harlequin. So Harlequin has its own YouTube channel. And so I make videos for them and I also do TikToks for them. Oh, um, wow. Just with new romance related books. So uh -huh. yeah, I mean, if someone else paid me to make videos, I would do that too. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So you're staying very, very busy with all kinds of content creation. Yeah, but it's nice because it's all things that I love talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Books and writing and more books, graphic <laughs> design, right? Yeah. So I like truly just am excited to always work on anything that's on my plate. Uh-huh. That's awesome. I love that. So what are a few things that you would say readers could do to help better support indie authors? I think leaving reviews is probably the number one. Mm -hmm. um, it's so hard. One, it feels weird. I never ask for reviews because it, it just feels weird to me. Um, yeah. But I think if you really appreciated a book and you thought I want to help this author without it costing you anything, just having those reviews on Goodreads and Amazon uh, make a huge difference because then other people see it and they're like, oh, I really like this book. And even negative reviews help. I know that sounds weird, but just mm -hmm. knowing that people are like looking at things. And also when you read the feedback too, you're like, oh, I never thought of that. Like, yeah, so that also helps me for sure as well. That's cool. And I've heard um, that there, and this might just be like a, a total myth. I've heard that there's some kind of like algorithm with Amazon. And once you hit so many reviews, they'll start like letting your book pop up higher in their algorithm or something so that more people can discover it. Do you think that's accurate? I think that's true. I think the whole algorithm for anything, Google, <laughs> Amazon is kind yeah. of like a mystery to everybody. Nobody really knows what's going on. We're all just kind of guessing. Yeah, I know. Everyone's always just trying to figure out how to how to beat the algorithm yes. on all platforms and get seen. So that does make sense. For sure. Yeah. So our listeners just love book recommendations here. So we do like to wrap up the show by having our guests leave us with some books that they would recommend we all pick up. And I was hoping you could recommend some paranormal or indie published cozy mysteries that you think we all need to read. So my friend Emmy Lynn just came out with this really cute series. She has already all three books. I don't think they're, I think they're going to be released every two weeks, um, but wow. it's about a talking dog. Okay. And so what I love about talking dogs is if anyone has seen the movie Up, it was a cartoon movie from Disney. Oh, yeah. And then on Disney Plus, you can watch those Doug days. That was the name of the dog was Doug. And he had that little thing on his neck that could make him talk. And uh -huh. dogs are more like, so cats are snarky, whereas dogs are kind of like happy-go-lucky and yeah. a little like clueless. <laughs> um, and that's kind of how her dog is in the series. So I think you know, if you loved Up and Dog Days, you're, or Doug Days, you're going to like her book as well. Okay. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. I am definitely going to add it to my TBR. I'm actually like just 
punching it into my Goodreads <laughs> now as we speak, because um, that sounds like the the perfect read, especially for like the summer when you want something fun and lighthearted. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I can't imagine anybody who doesn't like animals that won't like a talking animal in a book. Yeah, exactly. So um, like we mentioned earlier, Lisa's latest story, The Witch Wears Prada, which also has a talking animal, is out now. And I definitely recommend picking it up and then jumping into her Frosted Misfortunes mysteries. And Lisa, do you want to close out the show just by telling our listeners how they can connect with you online? Sure. I am always on YouTube on so many different platforms, (laughs) Um, but also, you know, you could just jump on over to Facebook in the Paracozy book club. And I'm always there, like just real time. And you can also go to my website. You can see the new releases. And I have, I don't know if anyone knows this. I have like 300 book reviews on there because I read over 300 books last year. And so I had put them all into my blog. So you can see the point of view, you can see the book description and whether or not I would recommend reading it. And then I also put warnings in there because okay. I notice sometimes, you know, when I go to cozies, I want something cozy-ish, right? And I noticed this new trend lately is to put a bunch of curse words in, have some sex in there. And so, and not that I'm opposed to those things, but I'm like, I picked up this cozy because I didn't think it was in there. And right. So I, suspect other people thought that too. So I, I've added a section on warnings to my, to each blog post. Wow. That's awesome. What a great resource. And I do agree. It feels like uh, cozies now have kind of like a, a spectrum of coziness from like mm-hmm. very, very cozy to like leaning more like traditional mystery ish. So I do think it, it's good for some readers to have that warning before they jump into a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Although I guess, you know, When the Nancy Drew TV series came out on the CW, I was super disappointed because I love that series and they had changed it, right? Like it opens up right away with her having a one night stand. And I was like, this is not the Nancy Drew. I I don't remember this Nancy. (laughs) And so they did the same thing with the Hardy Boys too. And so I think, uh, you know, the, the network said, you know, we need to make things more modern because the older generation is like dying out right to, appeal to the younger we one. need to get the so younger I generation do get that um and I think that's why that's kind of been a trend in the books mm-hmm. too. yeah yeah and I agree and I love cozies of all of all kinds really but I do kind of like to know like what I'm getting into because I am definitely a mood reader so knowing those things in advance helps me actually like a book more because if I'm not in the mood for a book I might not like it when like two weeks later I would have loved it you know what I mean yeah yeah. Yeah. And so. no one likes being lied to, right? Like you're going to call yourself a cozy. Make it cozy Yeah. Yeah. I agree completely. All right. Well, wonderful. Lisa, thank you so much for your time today. It was so much fun getting to chat with you in real life, especially after watching so many of your videos. I really appreciate it. Great. Yeah. You too. Cause I see you on Instagram all the time. And I'm like, who is that? <laughs> yeah. Posting about cozies all the time. So Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much again. And listeners, thank you for joining us. We will be back very soon with another episode of Get Cozy Podcast. So stay tuned. That's all for today's episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Get Cozy Podcast to see which authors we'll be hosting in our upcoming episodes. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, happy reading and stay cozy.